Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Concierge Confidential. This is Brian Ortega, your host, and we're on to another week here at Concierge Confidential. So we made it through the first week of December with all the cowboys in town. And now what do we talk about? So um, we're kind of in this sort of dead zone in Las Vegas. I've already talked about all the Christmassy things you can do in town. And I was trying to think of a topic for this week, and I was actually just invited to a wedding in coming up in January. And they asked me, where are what are things we can do when we come to town. So I actually had this idea of everybody in this group is like a little bit, you know, more mature. So we don't really want to go to a nightclub. We're actually doing stuff or um, it's actually the wedding's taking place later in the evening. Uh, but, you know, still early enough where you can still go out and have a good time. And I came up with this idea for this pod. So you might have read the title, which is I'm too old for the club, but I still want to party. So I'm actually going to dive into things you can do in Vegas that doesn't revolve around going to a nightclub. Um, and specifically, this is, these are things that you can do as maybe an older adult, or even if you're old at heart, where you don't want to be around in sort of a, a nightclub atmosphere, but you still want to have the opportunity, have a good time, dance, have some drinks, sit down, even maybe have a little bit of a conversation, which those are really hard things to do when you're in a nightclub and you're sort of yelling over top of each other. So I came up with the title for this particular podcast because... I know I like to, you know, have the opportunity to dance where it doesn't feel like you're out of place. And uh, I'm really excited to jump into this pod just because these are things that I think maybe a lot of the audience or maybe you guys um, are, are thinking about doing. If you're coming to Vegas and you still want to have a good time and dance or sort of accommodate more than one person. And um, yeah, so we're going to jump into it today where you're maybe a little bit too old for the club, but still want to party. All right, so we're going to jump into it now. So Sort of the criteria for this is that you want to go to sort of a bar that's sort of upbeat but isn't just a bar because uh, there's a lot of bars in town, obviously, where you can just go sit, have a drink, really not worried about dancing at all. That's sort of another thing or the music or all these things that are put together. So really the criteria for this is that you have to be able to dance in the place. There might be live music. It might be a DJ. There's usually obviously a bar, maybe some food. kind of doesn't matter. I'm not really filtering in food at this point. But I'm going to give you some of my favorite recommendations for things to do in town if you're looking to have a good time but don't want to go into the nightclub. So um, we're going to start off with, you know, one of my more favorite ones um, where I actually had a really good time here. This is called Electra over at the Palazzo. So I actually ended up going to Electra a couple different times. I've been there when I was uh, just hanging out by myself, a little bit more chill night. It was dur probably during the week, maybe like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and you go in, beautiful cocktail bar, great room. It's, it has curtains where it actually feels like it's sort of curtained off from the rest of the casino, but it's right in the middle of the casino at the Palazzo, so you actually feel like you are still in the action. But this area, it's dark. It's really good for sort of ev uh, sort of the evening uh, time, and great cocktails that they make at the bar, really, really uh, high-end for sure. And uh, that was a great time just by myself. But then I went with you know another person, and this was after we went to dinner, and we still wanted to have a good time. We still wanted to, you know, maybe dance, listen to music. 
And you don't want to go to a nightclub because it was it was a date. So I'm trying to figure out sort of a thing that we can do after this. And uh, FYI, I usually think a lot of these things through. So usually I'll think most of the night through uh, when we're out. So usually there's going to be dinner. And if dinner isn't sort of like an event, say, say, say like uh, Mayfair Supper Club or Super Frico at the Cosmopolitan, you kind of want to have something to go to after. So it's always good to have like sort of a second location plan, at least in the in within walking distance. So I came up with Electra because this was after uh, Mop 32. And when I got there, uh, they do have a, an entrance fee typically. And uh, usually it's, you know, maybe 20 bucks, 25 bucks. But uh, for this one, they had a $100 drink minimum. So that was for two people and that was for a table. So honestly, when you think about Vegas, the drinks are 20 bucks a drink. So when you're looking at it, you have two people, that's 40 bucks. Have two more drinks, that's 80. And then you have two more drinks, that's uh, that's 120, 110, 100-something. Uh, I'm really bad at math, so I didn't do my math fast there. But anyways, you figured it out. You can have a couple drinks, and you'll be good to go. So uh, paid the 100 got in, got a high-top table, was able to sit down. They had hip-hop music, which is actually really hard to find in town, is finding good hip-hop music. So highly recommend this place just because they do play sort of old-school, sort of 50-cent, Eminem, hip-hop music, uh, Ice Cube, uh, Tupac, all that kind of stuff. So highly recommend Electra over at Palazzo. Uh, had an amazing time. So it's sort of like a regular bar that you might see where you're from, whether it be like Tucson, whether it be like sort of a bar in New York where it's sort of trendy, but they still have music. They have a good bar atmosphere. Uh, San Diego San Diego has great bars on Gaslamp, which I love. And it really has that kind of feel to it where it's sort of high-end, but you're still able to have a good time without having sort of like the high intensity of a nightclub like Hakkasan or Omnia, which certainly have their own places um, here in town. But highly recommend that place. And it's also a very age-appropriate crowd. It's sort of, um, and it's sort of uh, like multicultural. So you're going to get a bunch of different types of people in there, um, different, you know, statuses, if you will, where people are stressed up. People might be dressed a little bit more down. But even so, it's still a very, very uh, sweet vi uh, vibe when you go inside. So Highly recommend Electra over at the Palazzo. Really, really great time there. Um, so let's move on to the next one. So we're actually going to go on the other side of here. Um, so I'm Mexican, so I have a lot of friends who are also Mexican or Latin, and they really, really enjoy reggaeton music. And reggaeton music is actually really hard to find here in town, especially on the Strip, just because reggaeton music is a very uh, specific type of uh, music. Also, a lot of places on the Strip tend to be a little bit more broad, not as focused. And we actually found this place um, over at the Link Promenade, which is right in between the Link Hotel and the Flamingo, which is a really great space, especially if you're on like a date or something, because they have an in and out down there. They have the high roller. But uh, more importantly for this conversation, there's a place called Chayo uh, uh, Cantina, which is actually a uh, Mexican restaurant. But in the evening, they turn it into more of a Latin nightclub, where when I say nightclub, it's not going to be like, say, Omnia or Excess. It's definitely going to be more of like a restaurant turned into a lounge nightclub atmosphere where they play specifically reggaeton music. So they typically do that most days. So uh, usually on the weekends is typically when you're going to find that. And it's a good crowd. There's typically not a huge cover. If anything, maybe like 15 to $25 to get in. And it's a really great vibe. They're going to usually play DJ music and it's going to go all night long. So Mark it down, Chayo Cantina over at the Link Hotel. 
Really, really great, but it is on the outside. So whenever you're going to be looking for it, definitely check the outside of the hotel along the link promenade next to the Flamingo. But really great time, especially for those of you who like reggaeton music. So uh, I know we're kind of just running down the list here, but um, I think it's just good to know that there are things for everybody in town. So I know I'm going to run through some of my favorites, but there is a lot of different things for different uh, types of people. Um, I know that you know, if you've listened to this pod or heard me talk, um, I do enjoy the more bougie side of Las Vegas. Um, usually, uh, I'm not super accustomed to sort of like the Harrah's, the Link, the Flamingo area, just because it doesn't have a lot of things that I'd uh, necessarily go see, especially because of the parking, um, because I'm a local. I like things that are easy to get in and out of, so I tend to stay on the uh, west side of the Strip, so that's sort of next to the I-15 usually easier in and out to get onto the freeway. So typically that's where I'm going to hang out at. But if you do have ever had have any questions about Vegas in general, I can answer really anything up and down the strip. So I've been to it once or twice. I'm usually accustomed to it. I can research it and I can usually find what the best thing is for that part of the part of, uh, part of the strip. Um, but again, I don't hang out a lot on that side of uh, Las Vegas Boulevard. But if you have any questions, I can always answer those, of course. But Anything at like the Harrah's or the Link, which Link has really sort of built itself up, especially on the promenade. Those areas are definitely going to be a little bit more casual, much more just walk in sort of base, a little bit sort of rowdier. So if that's sort of the vibe that you're going for, I would highly recommend Harrah's or the Link. Uh, the Flamingo, maybe. The Flamingo has definitely aged quite a bit, um, but there's not really any places that I like really hang inside of the Flamingo. So just keep an, keep, keep an eye out that if you are going to be coming and you want to do like bar hopping, it's not a bad area, that part of town, just because you're able to get to and from most of those hotels pretty, pretty easy. Um, if you are going to bar hop, highly recommend the Link Promenade in general. They have the American Bar, which is actually really cool. They have Giant Games, which is nice. They also have an In-Out Burger. They have the High Roller. Uh, they have a Tilted Kilt, which is there. They have a barbecue restaurant. So really a lot of things up and down the Link Promenade. They usually have live like buskers, which is uh, music out on the promenade as well so if you want just sort of a people watching area and to walk where it's not you don't feel sort of pressured by you know um, vendors or that kind of thing I would highly recommend the link promenade I was just there for a birthday a couple days ago and uh, had a really good time really good time up and down the promenade there's also a yard house over there too if you're a big uh, big beer drinker so from there we're going to move on to a couple country options that I have for you just because I know we we kind of listed some of them before but Gillies is also really really good for, uh, they usually have live music. If they don't have live music, they do have a DJ that plays uh, specifically country music that it's always really popping, especially in the evenings, uh, mostly on the weekends. During the weekdays, it's a little bit more chill atmosphere. But in the weekends, it really does get going over at Gillies at the Treasure Island. So especially if you want country music on the strip sort of consistently, highly recommend Gillies over at the Treasure Island. Um, also at Treasure Island, they have Senor Frogs. I have to say many, many drunken nights over at senior frogs um mostly when later years of college uh when that was where everybody basically went um it really just it really just catered to everything that we were looking for we were looking for music atmosphere younger folks a lot of younger people tend to go to senior frogs uh so uh, they have big giant like frozen drinks and oh my god so uh, they had an all-you-can-drink option where I believe it was like 35 bucks, and it was all-you-can-drink for all, for until like 12 That was a very dangerous combination. So um, what else did they have there? I used to remember 
when I when I went to go that they had a I believe they had a bikini contest. So they had a bikini contest where you got to keep the bikini if you entered the contest. And uh, we did have a couple friends enter that contest just for the free bikini. And then um, they also do that at uh, Stoney's as well. They did that for a while. They did, uh, I believe, bikini bull riding, which is a huge deal on ladies' nights on Thursdays. So if you're in town on Thursdays, ladies' night at Stoney's is always popping. But I do remember they used to do a bikini. And I think it was like, I think you got like a $500 prize. Yeah, so Senior Frogs, classy joint. But uh, it's not bad. It's got a good view of the strip. You're not there for the view. You're there to get, you know, smashed. But it's over there if you want to go over to Senior Frogs. So you got a two-for-one on that one. Senior Frogs and uh, Gillies over at Treasure Island are, are not bad. And also, hotel, not terrible. Um, it's okay. It's it, Treasure Island's not bad. I mean, it's it's not the worst hotel. It actually has a lot of different unique things inside of it, but it kind of just doesn't know what it wants to be, um, especially back in the day when it was a tre- really, truly a pirate hotel where you had, you know, pirates walking around and, you know, stealing stuff and, you know, Jack Sparrow. I'm just kidding. They didn't have that. But um, they did have the cool pirate show in the front. They no longer have the pirate show. So for those of you that haven't been to Vegas in a while, no more pirate show over at uh, Treasure Island. I also changed the sign. A uh, long, long time ago, which my mom was very, very disappointed in because she actually has the original sign of the Treasure Island, which was really cool. Was skull and crossbones. Think the um, the Raiders logo. It's exactly what it looked like. It was sick. But what can you do? It's no longer here anymore. We'll see how it goes. But definitely, it'll be there for a minute. Um, it's definitely a more one of the more iconic hotels just from the pirate ship aspect of it. But Anyways, we're getting really deep into the Treasure Island talk, and I think we need to move on. So moving on. So one of the cooler spots, especially if it's very it's very unique on the inside. When I say unique, um, it sort of changes its uh, sort of event style. So this is the barbershop over at the Cosmopolitan. Uh, the barbershop at Cosmopolitan, um, it's supposed to look like a speakeasy. That's sort of its build as a speakeasy when you walk, in, when you walk past it. This might be a thing from living here for so long and knowing that there used to be a really sick bar there. I remember um, I was dating this girl and she turned 21, and that's where we went for her first drink. Was over at the um, the uh, wasn't the Bond Bar, but it had a it had a really cool bar bar name. I, f- I forgot what it was called, but it had glass where you can look outside. It had a really cool sort of like elevated sort of couch that was on top of it, and they had really a nice bar that looked out to the strip. And uh, that was a really, really cool spot. But it's it's no longer there, obviously, because Barbershop is there now. But when you walk in, you can see the Barbershop is basically a big, giant box right next to the exit to Cosmo, where it goes to the Bellagio. And part of that box, you can actually see a Barbershop. So there's actually barber chairs on the inside. They do do haircuts. They do shaves in there as well. So it's a really full-functioning Barbershop, most, mostly during the day. And then in the evening, um, it turns into sort of a lounge, stage event space and there was actually a video that was circulating around on twitter and instagram of uh not madison park i'm really bad at names but it was bruno mars and then um not madison park it's something park and they actually did an impromptu concert inside of the barbershop so the barbershop is actually a really sick place the thing is is not a lot of there's lots there's lots of seating in there but the problem is, is that it's all reserved seating. So typically you have to do a, a reservation. They have to do a minimum for the table. And uh, that's sort of like the, the thing you have to get through. But uh, it's sort of tight in terms of standing. But really the cool part of it is when, you're a- when you walk into the barbershop, 
you go through the barbershop. So it's really fun when there's actually not a line. So you're going to get to the Cosmo. You go through the barbershop. And before you actually go through the barbershop, there's a bouncer, and you talk to the bouncer, and there's usually a cover or whatever. It's usually, you know, 20, 30 bucks, depending on what event's going on that day. So you get into the barbershop, you walk through, and then they sort of get you to the door. And it's sort of that old sort of speakeasy door. So it actually has a sliding uh, eye hole on it, and then you knock on it. So you go, and then they slide it open. They go, and then they tell you what the, you know, are you here for the barbershop? And you say, yes. And then they crack open the door, and then there's the venue. And the venue actually has a stage, um, has a bar over to the right-hand side. They have uh, menus, obviously. But unique about the menus, because they're trying to be an authentic speakeasy, authentic in quotations, because this is a audio format, so you can't see me doing the quotes, is they give you the menu, and if you want to order the old-school way, they do the two fingers for one ounce, they do three fingers for an ounce and a half, and they do a four finger uh, hold against, you know, against the glass that indicates two ounces of alcohol. So that's if you do the old school way. It's if you really want to do it that way. But you can also just order like a Crown and Coke if you want to be basic, you know, like that. But this is a, a speakeasy. So typically when you hear speakeasy, that means cocktails. So highly recommend doing any one of their cocktails inside of that speakeasy. Um, they do do live karaoke, which is really cool. They also have a dance floor. And they also do uh, just live entertainment in general. So they'll have you know, usually rock. Rock is kind of what they're they're uh, based as. But uh, they do rotate in terms of doing like rock pop and uh, live music. So typically this is a live music venue if you're looking to do uh, anything over at the barbershop. So make sure to check that out at the Cosmopolitan. All right. And we're going to wrap up sort of the... Um, Wrap up sort of the list aspect here. So this isn't really a list. I'm not ranking from 1 to 10, but just really wanted to give you sort of an update on some of these places that I think would be good ideas for if you're if you feel that you're a little bit older and don't think that nightclubs sort of suit you, these are the places that I would highly recommend. So um, one of the last ones on the list um, is actually, is, is not bad. I've actually only been there once and usually it was a little bit more chill, but uh, this is called Red Tail over at the at Resorts World. And this place actually has a DJ. Uh, sometimes they do live karaoke. They have karaoke rooms, which is very, very popular in town to do is karaoke rooms. Typically, if you're having a karaoke room on the strip, they're typically very elaborate most of the time. And they also have giant games. It's also a good place to watch any of the football games if they're still going on. Uh, but this one, we're trying to sort of focus on the nighttime aspect of it. But they do have a DJ. It's really great. It's actually run by Zook Entertainment, which owns Zook Nightclub, which is right next door to Red Tail. They do have food at this venue as well, which typically with venues like this, they do late night uh, menus. So just keep that in mind if you're going to be going over to Red Tail. But uh, it's not bad. Also, I, I think I'm kind of warming up to Resorts World a little bit. Uh, when it first opened, it just felt like a really, really big uh, resort that had a bunch of stuff inside of it. But uh, it's getting a little bit more charming. Um, I think I have to go a couple more times. Uh, the world market or the food area that they have, the sort of uh, stands that they have, they've been rotating them. Um, I didn't have a great experience the last time I was there just because uh, I did get the uh, the duck bowl, which is actually re really good to most of the time. Uh, I did take it home, so I think that was maybe my mess up, but I've had it there before, and it's really, really good. But I walked over to the uh, barbecue area because they have a barbecue area as well. And I asked them, I was like, hey, what's the most popular uh, barbecue spot you got or barbecue food or barbecue dish that you have here? And uh, he said, I don't know. The guy, the 
most people get the uh, get the brisket and they see it's pretty good. So not really what I'm looking for in terms of service, but I mean, it was late. I get it. But uh, a couple of things they do have over at Resorts World, they do have a clay pot place, which is really good. They have a ch- chicken skewers place or a yakitori. Sorry, let me get it right. Chicken yakitori place, which is actually used to be owned by Steve Aoki, or I believe it still is. Uh, but when I was there, it was closed. But it was also a Monday or a Thursday, so I get it. Uh, but yeah, Resorts World, warming up to it. Also, they do have ciders for those of you that are cider people, my brother included. Um, his favorite cider is served at Resorts World, and that is the Stella Crisp apple cider so big big fan but uh yeah resorts well i'm kind of kind of growing on me so maybe i'll i'll go back every once in a while they have a really great bar also at the top called the starlight 66 which is a great view of the strip is it it's a great late night hang too so yeah actually we'll, we'll throw on the list we'll throw on the list right now so uh it's called starlight 66 top floor of the resorts world with a beautiful view of the strip looking north also looking south which is what you're actually there for you're looking want to look at the strip right so they typically have a, uh, a drink minimum. It's usually one or two drinks, depending on how busy it is. They do have really nice chairs, the sort of like uh, couch lounge style chairs to hang out in. And they also have high tops. They have the bar area. And they do have a full menu as well, which is typically like burgers. They have, uh, they also have some wings in the menu, but I wouldn't recommend wings just because it's, it feels more of, a, more of a high-end sort of spot. Not saying that high-end you can't eat wings. But uh, I do remember me and my friends, Diane and Allison, we went to Carver Steak over at Resorts World, and then we just wanted to hang out. We were feeling good. We had a couple of drinks at, the, at, uh, at Carver Steak, and we ended up going to the bar up top. They had music from the DJ, which was fantastic. We danced a little bit and uh, had a good time. So highly recommend Starlight 66, making a surprise entry on the list. So highly recommend that over at the uh, Resorts World. And... Uh, that's that sort of caps my list at the moment. So these are some places that are not sort of well known, like the Dueling Piano Bar at New York, New York. Everybody knows about that place. I mean, they have a bunch of different places, like the. I, I also like that place is okay. I'm not a big like Dueling Piano Bar person, so that's maybe why I don't like include it on the list. So I mean, that's just me. But all these places that I recommended are you can typically dance at them. There's usually a dance floor. But it's also a little bit louder. Oh, and I forgot. Oh, my goodness. I for, almost forgot to mention. So we do a, a golf tournament. We did a golf tournament, the Elisa Gastelum Golf Tournament, every year for, I don't know, I want to say almost 20 years now. And, uh, wow, it's, it feels like 20. I think it was maybe 15 or 16 years. And the last one was here in, in Vegas. And there was at, uh, we had the hotel that was hosting it was the Park MGM, which did a fantastic job. Yeah. And uh, a place that we ended up at, and I had this whole like elaborate idea of where I was going to take everybody and we should do these things. And we ended up at a place, it was called uh, Mama Rabbit, which I've heard of Mama Rabbit before. I always heard that the drinks were kind of pricey, which I mean, that's everywhere in Vegas. Don't let the drink prices sort of throw you off. But we went in absolutely perfect for our age group. They had a dance floor that obviously uh, typically was uh, used for for seating for 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 food but they took out the dance the took that out they had a stage for live music which was cool they had a dj that night that we were there they had open seating area for us to sit in they had great drinks they really knew how to make their cocktails as well they do have a full menu too and it was sort of a cool sort of latin vibe and we went there i believe two or three nights just because it was so fantastic there in the hotel there's no cover charge to get into mama uh, mama rabbit and it's right next to best friend which is 
uh, I believe Roy Choi's restaurant, which is uh, I believe it's Korean style barbecue. It's supposed to be it's it's not technically Korean barbecue, but it it is what it is. But anyways, back to Mama Rabbit. That place was absolutely fantastic. So I'd highly recommend Mama Rabbit over at the Park MGM. They typically it gets very very busy after. Uh, Usher concerts, really any concert, but really a lot of people love to go. We were there for the night that Usher was there, and we were there before it started, and then everyone was there at Mama Rabbit. So I'm glad that we were walked over there and checked it out. So, yeah, M- Mama Rabbit over at Park MGM, highly recommend. So, um, yeah, that'll include that. We're going to cut the list off there. So, we're going to cut the list off there. Might touch on this list again at some point if something else comes up, but. Um, I really wanted to review one of my more favorite restaurants in the next segment, which is Scarpetta. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that part in the next segment. Uh, We're going to review Scarpetta over at the Cosmopolitan. All right, everyone, we are back with the second half of this podcast, and we're going to be talking about Scarpetta over at the Cosmopolitan. So Scarpetta is an Italian Italian restaurant. It's absolutely beautiful on the inside. So it has a really long sort of entrance where you sort of walk in, the bar's on your left-hand side, and there's also sort of like cubby sort of seats to your right-hand side. Those are for people who don't reserve, by the way. So if you didn't reserve your seats or your table in advance and you're just walk-ins and you're like maybe two, three people, usually two people, they don't put three people there, that's where you go. So highly recommend reservations for Scarpetta because you really want to get in the main room because the main room has a beautiful view of the Las Vegas Strip, but more importantly, the Bellagio Fountains. So depending on which side you sit, you typically can see the fountains. Most of the room can see the fountains. And uh, this is not a very big room. So just know if you're going to make reservations for Scarpetta, you have to do it far, far in advance, maybe a month, maybe a month and a half in advance to actually make reservations at Scarpetta. And also depending on the night, because it can get very, very busy. But this is a very modern Italian restaurant, so uh, not so much, I would say, red sauce. You're definitely going to get a more, um, definitely going to get a more uh, elevated dish for sure. Um, it's very dark, very sexy inside. The noise volume is actually a good level. It's quite low, and the great wine selection. I've been there a couple times. Uh, the time that I sat in the main room, I actually went with my brother and my sister-in-law. And uh, it was actually their anniversary, and they actually got a really awesome dessert at the end of the uh, the experience. So I'm really, uh, really happy with Scarpetta for actually including uh, or putting that in the in in our in our meal. And uh, I really want to pr- really appreciate that. But uh, the food, the food is unbelievable at Scarpetta. It's really great. They have a great tasting menu if you want to try it. You usually get uh, three or four courses, which includes an appetizer, an entree, a dessert. And they usually have a side that goes with it. So highly recommend Scarpetta for that particular reason. But my favorite dish, my favorite dish at any Italian restaurant is any of their Teglatel Bolognese. It doesn't matter what kind of sauce it is. It can have, or it's usually a ragu. So usually they have lamb, they have beef, they have pork. A lot of places go for the lamb, though. The lamb is actually really, really good with the uh, Bolognese. And for those of you that don't like lamb, it tastes, it, I'm going to say it tastes the same. It actually tastes a little bit better in the ragu. But don't let it freak you out. It looks like ground beef, but with all of the ragu sort of put together, it really elevates uh, elevates the taste of the teglatel. So highly recommend the Bolognese teglatel over at the at Scarpetta. Uh, so I went, and that's actually the thing that I got the last time I had been there. Uh, when my brother went, he actually got the steak, which the steak is about eighty five bucks. It's maybe a little bit above average in terms of uh, 
of price, but it was absolutely fantastic. It came uh, with the steak, obviously, and then it also came with a side of uh, potato puree, which is quite good. And they also came with a red wine, um, a red wine reduction sauce that came on the steak itself. So a really, really good, really great portion size and uh, really elevated in terms of how the steak looked. Looked really fantastic, tasted great as well. Uh, but again, back to the menu. The menu is actually very approachable. Obviously, they, they do have a spaghetti, which is basically just spaghetti and, 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 and tomato sauce, essentially is what it is. But that's also very, very good. So everything here is going to be elevated. Uh, I really enjoyed the dessert the last time I went. The dessert that I had was a, just a plain chocolate cake and uh, an amaretto ice cream. Oh, my goodness. Just mouthwatering was the ice cream. I would go back just for the ice cream. It was that fantastic. But being that it is a New York-based restaurant, uh, it actually uh, has cheesecake on the menu, of course. Uh, they also have a couple different sorbets as well. And uh, really great dessert menu, of course. They have a bambino, which is really good. Um, I've had their ravioli, which is sort of just a big, giant raviolo. Really, really fantastic. Uh, their Caesar salad is not bad. I would say that their salads are definitely, any. by the way, any restaurant, high-end restaurant in Vegas, salads are always going to be the m most overratedly expensive thing you'll ever get. They're always 20 bucks. But little tip, if you do come to Vegas and you're going to be you know, getting a salad, always split it. So if it's you know if there's going to be two to three of you, you can split one salad. Typically you'll know that if it's, you know, 15 to 20 dollars for the salad, you can just order the one salad, split it and then share it. So that's one way to actually cut down on your bill is to not each get a salad. Definitely just get a whole salad to share. That's typically how most high-end restaurants are going to sort of treat it these days, um, unless you're going to like an old school steakhouse, but most places in town, they're going to have salads that you uh, you can split. So just keep that in mind when you come to Vegas for the next time. So that's the only thing that I think is a little too pricey on the menu is the salads. I, I, I went and I was like thinking, I'm going to get a salad. I'm going to get a salad. And really, it's just too expensive. I'm not going to get a salad, a pasta, and then a dessert. I usually split it up because that's, that's just how I do it. Also, people say, how do you spend money in Vegas or how do you eat out most of the time? If I ever do go to the strip, I do strictly have. I usually have a strict rule. I'll have maybe one drink, and then I'll usually have an entree, of course, and I'll either have a dessert or an app. I never have both. I usually have uh, just an entree and a dessert, or an entree and an appetizer. That's usually how you cut down on the menu price. Um, I usually try to keep my food under, usually under a hundred bucks. That's kind of like the budget. I'm, and again, I don't eat out every single day, but I try to keep that the budget. Just hundred bucks is the hard limit or the soft limit, if you will, for any of my outdoor or out, uh, out on the, out and about on the town eating here in La in Las Vegas. So, uh, anyways, that's my review of Scarpetta. It was kind of short and sweet, but I really enjoy Scarpetta. It's really great for any special occasion, whether it's an anniversary or a proposal. I'm not a big fan of the dinnertime proposals though. I feel like it's done. I feel like we're, I feel like we're, we, we, we're going to move past that, right? Anyways, I think that we're just a little bit more creative than that. And if not, Go to your concierge and we'll figure out or tell you how to actually propose to your girlfriend. So um, highly recommend uh, Scarpetta over at Cosmopolitan anytime you want a special occasion. And always put in the margins that it is a, your birthday or a anniversary. And they usually give you something, something a little bit nice for it as well. So that was today's episode of Concierge Confidential. Thank you so much for listening. A um, couple of programming notes. Um, we're probably going to be missing out next week. But just so you know, we are going to go see Adele this week. So we're definitely going to review how that went and sort of document that experience. 
But uh, thank you again for listening. So we might be back in two weeks after we go see Adele. So for Concierge Confidential, I'm Brian Ortega. Have a great day. Okay.